You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Today's guest on Flying the Call is Calix, the first new music discovery of 2020 that I'm super excited about. They recently released Leslie Plain and Strong, the first single off their debut full length, and I was immediately hooked. The band's energy is fast, loud, and raw, but repeated listens of the record allow you to appreciate their layered approach. The album, Stay Gone, comes out on February 12th as a split release between Chumpire Records, Ethos Spine Records, Plastic Miracles, and Salinas Records. Keep listening to Get to Know Calix and get the lowdown on Stay Gone. One thing I'm always curious about, you know, especially now with like the current circumstances is, you know, the timeline of like writing and recording. So what did that kind of like look like for us to date on? Uh, well, I guess we've been writing it for like five years. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess we just write, I write songs as we go and then it takes us, I mean, sometimes they come out real fast and then. Like a song I just finished took me about two months and we haven't even started working on it together. So sometimes for us writing together, it will also go really fast. Like we can like finish a song. It will like, you know, not get tight, but get a rough outline in a day. And then sometimes it'll take us like four or five practices to flesh everything. And then we recorded this album in uh, February. Yeah, February last year. Yeah, it's a year old. <laughs> yeah, so, so how does that feel, kind of like being removed from it in that sense? I I, get, I, get, I don't know. It's pretty sad <laughs> yeah, in a way. Uh, but, you know, you do what you can. And, you know, to be like, not to be, try to not to be negative. You know, it's like in the positive sense, it's like, all right, it's like the, it's, we did all the work. And luckily we did it before covid and um you know we were really happy with it like evan who recorded us a wonderful person and then he also made us sound really good so uh <laughs> so we were really stoked about that and like you know just all in all it's great that it's finally coming it's coming to fruition you know all the hard work and all the time sitting on it and trying to decide what the hell we're supposed to do with this like you know, we could have just sat on it and been like, well, let's put it out when we're going to go on tour, but who the fuck knows when that's going to happen. So, um, also, I don't know. It's cool when in this time when new shows are going on, no tours or whatnot, um, it's cool to see bands, especially your friend bands, putting out, you know, a song here, an album here. You know, there's like everybody's still working as, as, and being as productive as they can, despite, you know, what, what's going on. And, uh, I mean, yeah, again, like it's, you know, you could think about it, you know, I, I know if Garrett and Fender and I probably just like everyone saw him be like, oh, fuck, it'd be so cool to just put on his record and go on tour. But, you know, it is what it is. And I think right now it's like this is the best case scenario for everything. We were hoping to put it out earlier. Like, I think we thought initially before COVID hit that we would have it out by the fall. 
of 2020. And then of course COVID hit. And so like literally everything took longer, like getting the album artwork done took longer. Coordinating everything took a little bit longer. And in a way that's, I don't know, it's kind of nice to be on this side of it. It's slowed everything down, but we also, we probably would have put it out and gone straight on tour and uh, having to like be a little bit more creative about how we release it is, has been interesting. Yeah. And what have been kind of like some of those, you know, changes that you've made to the way you would have gone about it otherwise. Yeah. I guess it's cool that we, and like, again, like we like had time to sit on it. So we had more time to think about overall how it's, how it's going to look, how we wanted to get it out. Cause I think, generally how we do it is like it's like it's a go 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 so like if we i guess neglect something um and we'll find out about it later and be like oh shit we should have done that or you know this time we had a lot of months to to work on you know the art and like and get a hold of you know like other labels to help us put it out and then you know going getting a pr person too is like something that i feel like we wouldn't have done maybe if we, if it, things were just regular, like, again, like we would have just put out the record and uh, just hit the road kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's overall, I think this is like a good step for us um, to do what we're doing. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it's, you know, kind of interesting, kind of like the, like you're saying, like the circumstances around the release, like the intentionality, both on the band side. And I feel like there's also kind of like an intentionality on the the music listener side as well. Kind of like the way that, you know, a lot of people are normally interacting with music in a live setting. Now they kind of have to try to recreate that in some sense of the way in, in their own lives. Um, like, I feel like I've noticed my listening habits changing a lot. Um, have you noticed kind of like any difference in, um, you know, like the, the audience reaction to the stuff so far i mean i know only one song's out right now but uh, <laughs> uh i don't know i mean we're i've been gain i think mo- momentum and you know friends because we uh, play shows or hit the road so um i think the response so far that we put a single out and i mean it seems that you know all our homies that uh you know we share the road with and and share music with i I mean they seem to be really stoked on it and like that's that means a lot to us because you know we um you know all like whatever their opinions are on you know our band like we we don't take for granted or anything and um you know the fact that like you know we do like to do play music for ourselves because it makes us feel good and that's what we want to do but when your friends and other people you don't know are also stoked on it it makes you like hey fucking ego boost or whatever but like it's like okay we're doing something good i think you know yeah i also think people are i i think before our other recordings were we i think they're good but a lot of them were like our friend has a setup in their living room or basement and they did really good but evan really i think captured the bigness of us because i i've heard from other people that were like a, we are a live band like seeing us is a big part of how they enjoy us so i think with this release evan did a great job of like capturing that feeling you know and getting to have that i don't know which is good to put out something when we can't play live that hopefully captures a little <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I've seen like multiple references of like people saying that you're kind of like Pittsburgh mainstays and, you know, like people who are kind of like longtime fans being excited for outside listeners to get like this Calyx experience um, kind of without needing to be at a show. I'm, I'm curious, like what are what's kind of like the thing that you're most excited about uh, for people to hear this version of you? Uh, they could. I mean, it's nerve wracking and exciting, but they can hear those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a big, that's a big thing. Like even for me, like when we were recording it, when Bender was doing vocals, it'd be like, oh, that sounds awesome. Like I just totally didn't even know that that's how that went because (laughs) we're so fucking loud and the way that we set up, like the amps are, I'm going to play drums and the amps are like directly behind my head. So I don't get to hear any of that. So that was nice. And and what is it that kind of like, that makes you want to be such a fast, like loud live band? Fun. (laughs) <laughs> loud rules it feels good and um i think fuck being quiet i, I still don't like i'm not like i understand like when it us like because like we're like Garrett is a hard hitting drummer and he play likes to play fast and if we had you know quiet amps it wouldn't sound good at all like i mean like and also being loud can somewhat mask your fuck up sometimes, you know, like, <laughs> even though it's loud, it's like, okay, it's kind of like, you don't really know what's going on, except that it's intense and it's loud. And maybe you can't, maybe, maybe it sounds like a little muddy or whatever, but it's like the intensity and like the overall feeling of the live setting. It's like, you know, I think, you know, playing in a lot of places where it's a basement with a shitty PA and it's like, you know, like it's like concrete walls. So like the acoustics in there are terrible. So let's just be loud and, and fucking just do it like as hard as possible. Cause like yeah. also it just feels good. It's like a, a release of tension or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're just happy and you want to just go, go like all out, you know, and it feels so good to do that. So being loud is, is, I don't know. It feels so goddamn good. And I, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I speak for the the, uh, the rest of us, but like it, I miss doing that, like being in a loud fucking setting where it's like deafeningly, definitely loud, and but like you're full of people, so and the room's full of people, so you know they take it in, and and uh, you know that we hand out earplugs, you know, at the end of our set just in case because we know we're loud, because um, you know your ears are important, but like it's when you when you feel it, like the calves are huge and the sound is huge. You feel like in your chest and your body and like, it, it's just like another, it's not a, it's a different feeling than, you know, sitting at home and playing on acoustic guitar or, you know, even like, you know, listening to your headphones or something like that, or in your room, listening to Spotify or something like that, you know, like being in a live setting, being loud. It's like, it's, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. I think it's stuff that we've all enjoyed like our whole lives. I think what John just described, all of us enjoy experiencing from other bands too. Like beside, and then to be a part of it is really exciting. But I also, we play with volume a lot. Like, uh, like we like going fast and hard and loud, but also there are times where it's just like, turn down. I, like the uh, if we have a sound person, which hasn't happened a ton of times, I have to be like, if my guitar gets really quiet, it's on purpose. Like I'm, I'm turning down. Sometimes it's not on purpose when I'm breaking, but you know, so I think we, like we are fast and hard and loud and that is good, but we 
you know, I think we do a good job with playing with things too, you know? Yeah, I mean, th- that's interesting that you mentioned kind of like the playing with the the volume dynamics, because that's something that I noticed um, on Americana Get a Break being, you know, the opening track and being like really a ripper, both instrumentally and lyrically, but also kind of like doing a good job at showing, you know, the range of the band. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about how that song came together and kind of what your thoughts were as far as like its placement in the sequencing? Yeah, I think we we wrote, I, I wrote a good portion of that song I think up until um I'm trying to remember the song it goes so many places sometimes we have to be like wait which song (laughs) which part is it but I think until it's always funny because that's a song I came in with a chunk of and then the other half of it was written all together and so I can't I think you were messing around with the that bass line and then I was, we we're like, what if they're singing over it? And then there's playing with that kind of, like, it would be pretty cool if it gets this quiet and then you come in and what if you sing um, here and then we like bring it back <laughs> and just really. Yeah. The, yeah. Dynamic in it, you know, cause it, it's like, yeah, it's like we're really loud, but then, yeah, like you said before is, getting quiet and then having that crescendo kind of thing is like it makes it even louder you know when it comes back in but uh yeah i mean i think i think americana also like accidentally was the beginning because we talked about like which song to open it up and then evan like just his he his computer when he was uh recording us it like just put it in a in a list like a playlist and he was telling us that he's like I don't know this like my computer did something and like I've been listening to songs in this order and he like told us you know song titles and like I was when he t- said that I was like thinking about you know knowing what the songs sound like I'm like oh that that's kind of crazy and wonderful that but that is a wonderful lit like in order of like songs I was like that's a good like beginning of an album like like song like opener i i I, like i think we all thought and it just stayed as that one even in the studio he was like this is an opening song and i was and so yeah i mean yeah he was like this is this is it right and then that playlist happened and he was like see (laughs) (laughs) like we're just gonna listen to evan whatever whatever evan says is is cool with me (laughs) and that song kind of like ranges throughout most of it can sum up a lot of our band and like it, it's catchy and, and I don't know, it makes me excited, but also in like kind of an introspective way, which I feel like is kind of like a lot of our music. And it kind of just summed it up in a really perfect way. And it just, yeah, I think it's a really nice way to open, have an opening song that's like, this is it. This is what we are. Keep, keep doing it if you like it. Shut it off if you don't. Yeah, maybe put your pants back on because they flew off huh got blown away yeah i I definitely love like intro tracks that are like kind of like a mission state one of the things that kind of like stood out to me most on the first listen of the album is uh your drumming garrett um you know i think unrelenting is probably a, a pretty good word for it and it's like very few bands will the drumming like really stand out to me so i was just curious kind of like what is your like 
like your mindset going into like writing your drum parts and performing them and are there any kind of like influence specific influences that you have um so i don't think about it too much is probably <laughs> the most the answer or my best answer but uh yeah i i do this thing where my you know i think that we everybody has like their own reality and everybody's realities are different. And in my reality, I think I'm playing like pretty slow <laughs> and, uh, and it's going like just fine. And then once I, you know, step out of my reality to this, what we all our shared consciousness of what the band is, then it ends up being that I'm playing way fast and way a lot. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with it. But uh, like, I like drum drummers that are really loud and like hit really hard and are busy, but not in hopefully too much of like a show offy way. Mm -hmm. um, so like that come to mind, um, Mike Coon from 1994 has always been a really really great uh drummer to me i don't know dude's name but from uh from a band called gospel is like probably the best drummer for me ever um so i kind of like while those bands aren't the same thing as we are doing i probably take a lot of those kind of uh inspiration from that kind of shit you also might be the first person to say that mike coon is in a show off on drums Oh, he is. <laughs> but I hope that's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, earlier you mentioned kind of like how, you know, the pandemic has kind of like given you time to get things together and including like with the labels, with this being like a quadruple split release with uh, Selena's Plastic Miracles, Ethos Fine and Chumpire. I'm curious, like, how did that kind of all come together? <laughs> Well, when we played this, we played the show in Lancaster um, a while ago, and my buddy Greg, that runs Chumpire, who I've known forever, uh, he just after we played, he's like, "Hey, I don't know when Calix is going to release anything again, but he's like, please, like, let me help out. I'd love to be on board, you know, just to be involved with something." He's like, oh, "You guys are awesome!" Like, and. For me, like, I, Greg, I've known Greg since I was, I think I met Greg when I was, like, 14 or 15. Like, I wouldn't be in a band if it wasn't for him. Like, he introduced me to, like, punk. Like, so I, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I will let you know immediately whenever, like, something happens. So I knew that Greg was on board. And then Ethos Fine homies, like, we've been friends with those guys forever. And uh, I don't know if Brenton, like, just mentioned it or like maybe we just like asked if like he they would be on board and they were like yeah that's what it was like i was just like hey we're gonna put on this record and he's like fucking can i like what's up like can i help put this shit out and i was like uh yeah dude like like anytime we get to do anything with either spine too it's gonna be it's always just like wonderful because again it's friends and whatnot and then i forget who said get a try to get a hold of selena's nick, nick our Romy. friend yeah nick Romy sent the album was already done by that point or maybe it wasn't mixed completely but he sent it to selena's 
And Salinas was like, this is, I want to be a part of it too. And was really excited because they always, apparently they really looked up to Chumpire. And then Elise from Plastic Miracles, I think, I think also we had, hadn't recorded yet, just talked about it, but um, she was like, I want to put the tape out for y'all. And we've done short little stints with Oceanator um, and their buds. So yeah, just friends, not friends. And I think it's cool, the, the range of like uh, Plastic uh, Miracles is like, this is one of the earliest releases. And then like Chumpire has been putting out albums since how like how long, John? Like since the nineties. Yeah. And Ethospine has been putting out albums since like two thousand and one. Um, and I don't know how long Selena's been around, but for a long time too. So it's like this kind of cool thing of like really people that have been doing it forever and then people just starting to get into it. And I don't know. I think it's cool. Full circle. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think, the, you know, just the fact that you were able to kind of like organically make all those connections just shows that you're doing something right. Um, I'm curious, like, how has it kind of been like uh, with all the cook- all those cooks in the kitchen? Like, how's it been kind of like balancing everything, getting everything settled? Tapes so easy. Um, it hasn't been too bad, actually. Just it's an organization thing, but everybody's seems cool. Plus, you know, this thing called email is pretty <laughs> pretty wonderful but also like i accidentally emailed the wrong person to like tell you that we would be down to do this because there were so many new emails in our in our inbox i was like oh yeah it's this one and, I, and then i found out i fucked up but uh uh overall though it's yeah it's just i think communication is key obviously and you know um it can it can be a headache um definitely been in that situation before with you know multiple parties involved but overall, like, even if it is a headache, you're like, still like, oh, wait, we're putting these people, our friends want to help us put out a record, you know? So like, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, oh, fuck, you know, I forgot to tell this person this thing or this thing happened. And what are we going to do with this? We have to tell all the other four. And and do we have enough information to make it like a succinct like, thing before telling everyone? Like, do we have all the information before opening a can of worms and but it, I think also the fact that everybody involved has been so DIY weathered, like we've all done, you know, this has been our lives for so long. Like even Salinas has been in the DIY scene. You know, I think that helps with like understanding, coordinating. And- yeah. And kind of the ability to roll with the punches a bit too. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and buddies of ours in, uh, in France was telling me that they, they put out a split or a something like that, a full length that they had, they had like 15 or like 20 different labels. Oh, damn. <laughs> is, yeah. It sounds insane. <laughs> I don't know how do that. Yeah. I feel like email would be ineffective for that. You'd need just like a Google draw, a Google doc for everyone to be like editing at the same time. <laughs> you would need, you would need little, uh, little chips that would go into every member's brains so they could just like, process ideas like that that's coming from someone with a flip phone yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i mean i don't really want to give any spoilers since the album is out yet but i feel like the ending of the last track uh no seums is kind of like it feels very uniquely fitting to like a live setting in a way that kind of reminds me of like 
uh, the end of And I'm Nothing by The Wonder Years, where it's like, you know, you could walk off to the stage to that and it would just feel right. I'm curious what kind of like the idea behind, you know, the way you closed out the album was. Oh, shit. We have 10 songs and yet it's still only 38 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Filler. I mean, I don't think it was really filler. Like, but uh, I don't know. That's cool to like, we've never done that. Even on our, any of our demos or little recordings. Like, I guess, yeah, we're we're kind of a noisy band as it is. So, and I, I don't know. Ending with nothing but noise, un, like for annoyingly long. I don't know. Pretty cool. <laughs> Plus it was fun, you know? And it's like, we, I, I don't know if we did it longer than we actually put on the album, but I thought it was just fun to do, you know? Like just make a bunch of noise for you know x amount of minutes and then see where that goes because like it's like hey let's see if this works if it doesn't if we don't like it we can just we don't have to do it but um. yeah it was i was what i was gonna say it's just fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know um the band glass beach at the end of their album there's like i think maybe like it's probably close to a minute and a half of silence and when i asked when i asked them about it they were like we wanted to make it exactly one hour <laughs> and that was how we did it which equally valid i guess <laughs> that's stuff i love i kind of love that stuff like i feel like a lot of bands not stuff like that like where they did like it was maybe like like i think like a perfect example is like deftones on around the fur did this like the last song on their album and then it was like 30 minutes of silence i think there was like one like snippet where like there there's a song or a bong comes up but you couldn't like skip to it you have to like fast forward to it and i love it when bands do like little things like that i just i don't know i think it's really really rad and like just not inventive because you know a lot of people have done it but i think also it seems like it doesn't happen as as much as i remember it was also fun when we were recording recording all that noise and feedback because like standing in the, the area where the uh, like the booth or whatever, you would just watch somebody, one of us take turns just shaking guitars at things, but you couldn't hear, you didn't really hear it that much. So it would just be like looking at, at we just kept taking turns like shaking guitars and uh, and just like, doing weird little movements with them. And it was, I don't know, it was fun. Maybe waste, but it was fun. Yeah, everybody, I think Evan even did some feedback. Like all three of us did feedback and Evan did too. So so it, there's a lot of like mixing that went into that last two, two and a half minutes. Nice. Yeah, and um, then I was kind of like to wrap up the episodes by just asking for you know, either a piece of advice or, you know, something you've been thinking about lately that you just kind of wanted to share that you think might, you know, inspire people, give a little value or give them a little laugh, kind of whatever direction you want to take it. <laughs> uh, I feel like for if we'll, if we take it in the music direction, I think something that I really like about our band and bands that I find myself loving um, is that we don't like, just don't try to be music that's like something else like be whatever comes out of you with the other people you're with like I mean we'll do it we'll talk about ideas with each other but we don't really tell each other what to do um and I think that's where a lot of our our dynamics come from is just like freedom to create with each other in that way and I know when I play with other people it's different um 
And so I think that's a really interesting thing that you shouldn't be scared to embrace. I would just say don't with, with whatever, but also with music, just like don't stop and don't take yourself too seriously. Um, it just, it's, yeah, that's all I can say. Like it's important to take yourself seriously in important things, but uh, always be willing to just not take yourself that. Yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, what Bender said, like, you know, just do something that's cohesive if you can, and, but like, yeah, don't give in to like trying to conform to, you know, some other band or something, even shit that you like, you know, it's like, be, make what you want to make, however fucking weird it sounds, like, it's yours, you know, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Um, but yeah, like, uh, also, right now, it's a weird time, like, take, also take your time with things like with yourself with other people like you know like uh be aware of like what you're doing and what you're saying and like you know also not that you can actually really literally give your hand out to some people um you know because covid but uh uh you know like a you know like a mental like uh hug or or like a high five or just like you know like being there for people is like very important and that's like what's gonna like get us and anybody through everything but it's like just because it's like like the world is on fire fucking right now that doesn't mean like it wasn't before and it doesn't mean it's not gonna be later on it's just like we should have been doing that already you know with you know our friends and you know people that we don't know um and uh you know everybody uh, I think if you're here on the planet, like you have an opinion, but you also like have a way of thinking and you can go, you can do whatever you want. But um, I think it's important to try to strive for like the right fucking thing to do or the right way of thinking. And it's not like a some fascist way. It's just like, hey, man, like, don't be a dick, you know, like try to like think of like other people's feelings and like you know, like how, like how you portray yourself, I guess, to um, your friends and people that you really care about and that you love and even people that you don't know, you know, like that's like important because like if you're nice to one person, like that might just make their day. And like, that's something, something that we all need to do is just like try to understand that there is like some minuscule happiness or like positive something out there and you not be like right now overall but um at least we, that's all we can that's like all we can like like build up and give those mental hugs and 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 high fives to you know so yeah. what, um, what did bill and ted say be excellent to each other yeah, um, I mean, has there was there anything else that you've been like really itching to get out about uh, the record that we haven't hit on yet? I mean, I'm just truthfully, I'm so excited because the insert for the LP has like a huge list of thank yous, and that's what I'm most excited for people to see. Like, that's why I'm most excited for the like that's a spoiler, I guess, but I'm really excited for the insert of our <laughs> of our record. That was so wholesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that have been involved with like just us, like as a band, and that we like owe a lot of things to. I think because they were like 
friendly to us, like let us sleep on their floors even, or like, you know, fed us or even just our friends that are like supportive. And, uh, you know, cause I mean, we're all in our thirties and, you know, some asshole could be like, well, you know, good, good time wasting your, your life so far, you know, it it's is like a good none time. of our friends or, you know, people, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Like, I don't know everybody's yeah, on that list was like, that's, that's a really great thing to be excited about. If you haven't already, go listen to the new Calix single, Leslie Plain and Strong, right now. I think you'll dig it as much as I did. And my immediate response was, in all caps, What the fuck? This is so good! After you're thoroughly in love, you can pre-order the vinyl through Ethospine or Salinas Records, or grab the tape put out by Plastic Miracles. No matter the format, you're really going to want to listen to Stay Gone in Full when it comes out on February 12th. Find the Call is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. A special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Akela Jane Palermo for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at FlyOnTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at FlyOnTheCallPod at gmail.com. Be safe, and hopefully by the time the next episode drops, Trump will be out of office without another attempted governmental overthrow. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.